0: my bible this is my bible it is the word of truth it is the word of truth i am what I, what, the, what it says i am i am what it says i am i can do what it says i can i can do what it says i can i'm a believer not a doubter i'm a believer and not a doubter i'm a doer but not just a hearer and i'm a doer and not just a hearer i'm humble before the lord i'm humble before the lord i'm obedient unto the lord i'm obedient unto the lord i'm maturing in the lord i'm mature in the lord i'm enthusiastic I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that. I know that. That faith comes. Comes. And by hearing. By hearing. And hearing. And hearing by. By the word of God. By the word of God. Amen. 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 All right. All right, if you do have a Bible, if you would, go to Daniel, the 10th chapter, uh, verses two and three. And I'll read into your hearing from a New Living Translation. It says, when this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. Somebody say three whole weeks. Three whole weeks. In our time, we call three whole weeks how many a day? One more. All right, that's good. Yeah, we got the math piece down. That's simple math for me. You know, if I got it, y'all got it. Amen? Now look at this. All that time. I had eaten no. Somebody said rich food. Rich food. Yeah. Rich food. Uh-huh. So we're about the end of to a time where we gonna give up some. Rich food, rich food. But how many a day? No no didn't make it clear. No meat. Or no no wine? No wine. Cross my lips. No no daiquiris. <laughs> no Corona no Bud Light <laughs> for these next 21 days to cross your? <laughs> now, I don't know if y'all gonna run with this laughing. He says, I use no fragrant lotion. <laughs> no Gucci. Come on, you know, you know. No. No whatever you... With. Now, I'm not doing Lord Daniels because, you know, I know some of y'all, you know, and can't go like that. Y'all don't want to do that. But, you know, he probably put on some sackcloth, ashes, and all that stuff. So, we ain't going to do all that, but we're going to get this 21-day thing down. He says, I use no fragrant lotion until those three weeks had passed. Amen? Amen? Well, you may be seated. You may be seated. This is going to, uh, today, introduce, uh, in this message, I hope to be, Uh, the inspiration for our upcoming uh, 21-day church or corporate fast. Somebody say 21 days. Now, now, and it's going to start on Thursday, the 1st of February, and it's going to run through the 21st of February. And uh, as a disclaimer, I want to say if you feel that fasting will harm you or interfere with you in any way, especially when it comes to your medication, you know, consult your doctor before starting the fast. Amen? Amen? Now, more details on those instructions will be given to you after the service today. So again, I hope we can set our hearts and minds to agree that we can make this happen. Amen? Amen. Now, we're going to simply entitle this message, The Persistent Fasting. And we know from previous series, based upon the year of great persistence, that persistence means to continue firmly in an opinion or course of action. Somebody say course of action. For 21 days, we're going to be on a course of in spite of the difficulty. Some, some flesh going to rise up. You know, some of us that get too much sugar going to have to go through something. In opposition or failure. That means that some of y'all ain't gonna make it to complete 21 days. You're gonna have a breakdown, day three. That's normally the toughest part. But then you gotta jump back on. It ain't, it ain't a failure unless you stop. Right. Amen. And, and I realize that, but some of y'all are, are warriors. Yeah. This 21 day is gonna be easy for you. And so what you need to do is be an encouragement for those who may be struggling during this time, amen? amen. Now, fasting is the discipline of going without food or or certain foods, and sometimes even drink for a period of time in order to devote one's time and energy to prayer and meditation. Fasting is an act of self-sacrifice that should be done with sincerity, enabling your spiritual strength to grow. In other words, if you allow your time of fasting to be coupled with meditation and and thinking about God's word you will grow spiritually during this time of fasting it will it result in a deeper relationship with God and because fasting teaches us self-discipline it will remind us that we can live without a lot of stuff right. amen. amen believe it or not you can live without coffee right. amen, amen. You can live without sugar, amen. 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 You can live without a corona, amen. 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 Daiquiri, whatever. You know, we're gonna see here later that maybe we can even live without some entertainment. You know, so for some of y'all, fasting maybe just get rid of some of that social media for about 21 days. Not all of, I know it, it, that'll put some of us in a tailspin. Oh, yeah, but maybe for one day during the 21 days, you can say it's gonna be no social media. No Netflix yeah. for a week. Amen. I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens right now. I hear the chuckles, but ain't nobody saying amen. I mean, uh, <laughs> okay, let me move on. Now I want to use uh, the words of the prophet Joel. in Joel one fourteen, as the inspiration to announce our fast. You know, in the Bible, there are rec- recorded individual fasts, Group fast and national fast. Now the Jews were required to fast as a nation on the day of atonement. But the religious leaders could call a fast whenever the people faced an emergency and needed to humble themselves and seek God's face. So here we find in Joel chapter 1 verse 14, the nation was facing an economic crisis. And so, what he said is that they were going to call the people together to announce this fast. So, in verse 14, it says, Announce a time for a fasting. Did you get the announcement when I started earlier? Yes. Amen. From the first to the what? That's the time. It's been announced. You, all other people, whether you're in house or on, He says, call the people together for a solemn meeting. Well, that's what worship is all about. Amen? And he says, bring the leaders. Can I get all my leaders and say amen? Amen. And all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord, your God. And cry out, just another way of saying praying, to him there. So therefore, we're announcing that for 21 days that we're going to accomplish a fast as a corporate body. Now, Pastor Bowden ain't going to be calling nobody, so don't take it like that. This fast is going to be between you and the Holy Spirit. You don't have to answer to me, but if you make a commitment that you're going to try to complete the fast, then, you know, he's going to remind you. (laughs) Let me move on. Now, the Bible describes three main forms of fasting. and I want to just talk about these briefly. One was an absolute fast. Where you would go for a period of time where you neither eat, ate anything, or drink anything. That was called absolute. Somebody say absolute. absolute. We ain't doing that one. Amen? Because <laughs> some of us can't do absolute for one day. I know not for 20 days. But, but if you're strong, you, you can do an absolute for about three days. Doc, I, may, I hope I'm not overstepping. I'm not a doctor. But I think our body is about 60 some percent water. You know, and that being the case, you, you can go a couple of days without water. Amen. Amen. But that ain't the fast that Pastor Bolden was, is asking you to come to, to the plate with. Amen? See, absolute fast is one that's recorded in the Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 9, where Moses said he went up on the mountain to receive the tablets of the covenant. And he says, while he was there, the Lord, you know, spoke to him. And he says, during that time, for 40 days and 40 nights, I ate neither bread nor drank water. Now they don't make fasts like that no more. (laughs) Not 40 days and 40 nights. Esther recorded that when the Jews were on the brink of being annihilated, Queen Esther called an absolute fast for the Jews in Sushum. And as she was preparing to go before the king, unannounced because it was against the law for anybody to just show up at the king's door without being summoned and so therefore she was saying hey I want everybody to go on a three day fast whether you eat nor drink anything for three days and three nights Acts chapter 9 verse 89 records when Paul had his encounter with Jesus on Damascus road where he was left temporarily blinded and said while he was in that state for three days, he went without eating nor drinking. So look at somebody and say, it can be done. But pastor ain't asking you to do that one. The normal fast, is the second fast, involves total abstinence of food, not liquid, you know, for a period of time. You know, it is recorded in 2 Samuel 12, 16, that when David was concerned about the life of his Child that he had with Bathsheba, which God didn't approve. He fasted all night, laid on the floor crying to God, and he didn't eat nor drink anything. That was a normal fast. Then Luke records in 4:2: When Jesus went into the wilderness led by the Holy Spirit, where he was tempted by the devil. He stayed there for 40 days, and during that time he ate nothing. And the Bible says, after that time was over, he hungered. But that ain't the fast we're talking about. The third fast, and the one that we're primarily focusing on, is called the partial fast, or commonly referred to as the Daniel fast, that emphasized the restriction of diet rather than complete abstinence. Now, if you would, go to Daniel chapter 1, and I'm going to set this up before I start, Looking at, I'll read verse 10 through 20. The king, the Lord allowed King Nebuchadnezzar to besiege Judah and to overtake Jerusalem. And during that time, it was decided that he would bring some of the smartest kids of the royal family back to Babylon in order to indoctrinate them into Babylonian customs and and, and, and ways of living and ways of doing things. In other words, he was looking for people that he could bring into his court that would make things better for him and he didn't want just anybody. He he, he was told his leaders to go out and select only strong, healthy, and good looking young men. And make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning. Don't bring me no dummies. Amen. Amen. Talking about math and science and literature and the arts. And they had to be gifted with knowledge and good judgment. You know, we just celebrate our kids, and some of those kids are gifted Amen. with knowledge and good judgment. Some of them are bright in science, math, literature, and uh, arts. So it's a possibility. Some of our kids could have been selected to go into this captivity. And when they got there, they were supposed to be trained in the language and the literature of the Babylonians. But once they got there and was being indoctrinated, they also changed their diet. diet. But also their name, Brother Anthony. See, and and what we're going to find out here is that Mm -hmm. the boys didn't rebel when their names were changed. But they rebelled when anything that was changed that would cause them to come against their God. Anything that would de- defile them in accordance with what they had been taught and how they'd been brought up. So when their names got changed, it well, wasn't not a big thing. You know, and that made me... We're approaching Black History Month, so can I get my little start right now? That made me, I'm old enough, I flash back to roots. And, and I remember how little Kunta uh-huh. didn't want to be called Toby. Uh-huh. But it's something about when you're being brought into captivity. Yeah. The people who are bringing you there can change your name. And I would say that most of you in here who are my persuasion, your last name is not really your last name. Your last name. You got a last name that was given to you based upon who owned your folk. So that was not unusual. So when they went into captivity, Daniel was his name, but they would change his name to Belshazzar. Hananiah was changed to Shadrach. Mishael was changed to Meshach. And Azariah's name was changed to Abednego. Now, all these years, I never realized their real names. i learned them later, but when we was coming up, it was always Daniel and them Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and the bad Negro. (laughs) That's how we used to say it in the Baptist church, to get a laugh, just like that. And, And so what we found out is that while they was in this captivity, they was turned over to the chief of staff and it was his job to train them and have someone to train them in the ways of the Babylonians. But even in the midst of going through that training, Daniel and the boys would not violate principles that God required of them. So when they got in captivity, one of the first things they wanted to do was put them on a diet that the king ate. Uh You know, most of us going into captivity would have loved to eat like the master. Uh Amen. Amen. But his religious beliefs prevented him from eating like the king. Uh And so he had a dilemma along with the people that was caring for them because now the king had an expectation. He expected them to look a certain way and be a certain way when they got through with their training and they had to be better than the kids their own age so Daniel refused to eat what the king had prepared and let me just kind of read this and show you how this plays out in chapter 1 verse 10 it says, and the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why should your faces look worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. In other words, it was not unusual for kings during that time you know, to be ruthless. And whenever you went against the king's commands, you could be killed no matter who you were. Now, it is believed that Daniel and these young men were somewhere between the ages of 15 and 18. So now look at verse 11. So Daniel said to the steward, that's the trainer, whom the chief of the units had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Look at this, courtesy and polite. Please test your servants for 10 days. Come on, say 10 days and let them give us vegetables, somebody say vegetables, vegetables. somebody say vegetables. vegetables say it like you know what vegetables are because that's going to be in your diet for the next 21 days <laughs> <laughs> somebody say vegetables, vegetables. to eat uh-huh. and what water. Water. somebody say water, water. not coca cola somebody say water. water not coffee, somebody say water, water. not tea, somebody say I can feel some of y'all right now. I said, what? what? Tea is water. No, tea ain't. <laughs> water. You know, I thought that too. I think I was talking to Dr. Moore one time. He said, You know, you need water, and water is not tea, not coffee, not Diet Cola, water. Your body can relate to. Because two thirds of you almost is made up of water. You know, for people like me that got some type of ailments that you're going through when you get old, they tell me now I need to drink half of my body weight in ounces of water. So every day, in order to maintain my health, I'm supposed to drink almost 120 ounces of water. Water water. Now you know flesh don't want to hear that. But that's what the doctor told me. And so I have to go out and get these tall bottles of water and try my best to drink at least three of them every day. She could have told me just go drink you some liquids. But your kidneys love Oh Lord I know it's going to be tough right there. So, test your servant and give us vegetables somebody say vegetables again now we're going to help you we're going to give you a list of vegetables you can eat we going to give you time to go get them if you don't have them and I think there's going to be some little grains in there too so you don't have to eat collard greens all by yourself and just lettuce and all that we're going to have you set up but but some delicacies you got to give up amen can I get a agreement right there? Amen? Amen? And he said, and we'll drink water. Now look at this, verse 13. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servant. In other words, if we don't look as good as them guys do after this 10-day trial, then whatever you tell us to hey, eat, we're going to eat. In other words, we got faith in our God. We know what he told us to eat and how he told us to eat. Right. And if we trust in him, he's going to make us look just as good as them boys who eat steak. Right. Amen. Amen. Who, eat, who, eat, who, who eat center cut veal. Yeah. You know, who eating the delicates that come from the king's because when you eat from the king's table, you eat the best. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so he's saying now, He made this deal with them. So look at this in verse 14. He says, so he consented with them in this matter and tested them 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, their feature appeared better and fatter in flesh than all, somebody say all, than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Do you believe that a limited intake of stuff and narrowing your intake down to water and vegetables, that your body can be better? Do you believe that? And I'm trying to tell you, God already knew that. You know, at first when he created them, they was on a vegetarian diet. It was only after the flood that he let them eat meat, but he told them certain things they could not. But the key thing was the meat that they ate could not have any blood in it. So God ain't got a problem with me, but right now, we're dealing with Daniel, and he just want us to do vegetables. Y'all keep saying, I got to get that in y'all's spirit, because right now, see, I'm getting some resistance out there. This water thing is hurting somebody, vegetables. Well, oh, I eat vegetables already, that ain't no problem. But you know, I got to have my coffee. If, if I don't get some coffee in the morning, I'm going to have headaches. Who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> Your body's supposed to have headaches because you don't get coffee? then maybe that coffee ain't good for you. Maybe that coffee has turned into a drug and you don't realize it. (laughs) I'm gonna leave it alone. Now look look at this. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them 10 days. At the end of that 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in the flesh and all the young men who ate the portion of the king tells, Verse 16. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacy. And the wine. That they were to drink. And gave them vegetables. Somebody say vegetables. vegetables. So now Daniel stood his ground. Because he would not violate God's principles. In order to conform. To the man's kingdom that he was in. And see, sometimes you got to realize God has given you certain things to do. And you can't conform to the world that you live in just to get along with the world. Sometimes you got to know what are those non-negotiable things that God has told me to do that I am not going to conform to the world. But I believe that I live right before the world, I can transform the world. See, Daniel and these boys transformed this kingdom. Amen. We don't have time to go through that whole story, but it's worth reading when you read the things that the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace went through. And Daniel, I'm going to talk about briefly, in the lion's den, made some changes in the kingdom. Now, look at this. Verse 17. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. Knowledge comes from above, as long as wisdom, too. God can give you some knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding all visions and dreams. In other words, Daniel had a special anointing on his life, a prophetic anointing, where he could interpret and understand dreams. And they was able to maintain that on Vegetables and water. They didn't get dumb by just drinking and eating vegetables. So put that myth aside that you got to eat a whole lot of stuff to be smart. Oh God, I know stuff. I'm just preparing y'all for what's ahead of you. I got to get your mind to think that God knows your body better than you do. And if you trust him and eat like he has prescribed for you to eat, your body probably will respond a whole lot. The people who, you know, go out and make sausage and bologna Uh and all that type stuff, spam, they don't ask God. (coughs) They just throw some stuff together and believe you eat it. And most of us eat it. And don't even look at what's. I'm talking to myself now. Don't y'all looking at your all self-righteous? I'm talking to myself. Amen. Anyway, because I don't read every label. Fight. Taste buds take over, and I just like that. I'm gonna eat it. Don't, don't show me the label now. It's too late. <laughs> all right. Let me move on. Let me know. In verse 18, he said, "Now look." Now at the end of days, that period of time, when the king has said that they should be brought in, the chief unit brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. The king, then the king interviewed them. You know, when you go in for an interview, that means you're gonna have some type of face-to-face with someone and they may ask you some ex- questions and test you out and see how much you know and what you know. So the king, because these guys was coming into his court, he, conduct the interview himself. And look what he found out. He says, then the king interviewed them and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. And look what verse 20 said. And in all manners of wisdom, somebody said wisdom. And understanding about which the king examined them he found them how many times? Ten times. Just on vegetables and water. And water. Uh-huh. Ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in, in his realm. Vegetables and water. Uh-huh. Some of us may get smarter. Pastor Boulder may get smarter. Sit down with some me. I'm in there. Right? Pastor Bo may get a little smarter. My mind may get a little more vigorous because of vegetables and water. My blood pressure may love me a whole lot better. Because of vegetables. I know fasting is tough, but I believe that if we put our mind to it and put our hearts in it, that we can do this. Yeah. And we can do it like Daniel did it for 21 days. You know, uh, they are always tell us, you know, I, uh, I think when I go to the doctor now, they always ask you, you know, do you know that carbohydrates, I love bread. Do you know all that bread? Really turns to sugar. No, it don't taste like sugar when I'm eating the way I'm just telling you. <laughs> When it gets inside your body, it turns to. See, in the things that we don't know can cause us to live in a way that can be hurting us, all because we're just ignorant of something. So we're learning something here that I'm going to put God to the test and believe that He knows more about you and me. Then we know about ourselves. And if we tried his methods, our bodies gonna appreciate it. Yeah. Our minds gonna appreciate it. Amen. Our digestive system gonna appreciate it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So they look 10 times better. And you know, I remember coming up, I think that's where our football coaches got this stuff from when we was coming up in the hood. They always drilling. hey, y'all gotta be three, four times better. You got to be better. We can't. You can't be average in this world. Yeah. you starting off at a decent. Disav- so you got to be 10 times. They drilled that in our head. They, and I don't think that was right, but that's what they did because they knew the system we were brought up in. So when, when we integrated in 7 1, I went to the different school with the attitude that I had to be, be 10 times better. Even though I was a decent football player, I knew if I wanted to play on that team, I had to be 10 times I should have been able to get by just being average, just like everybody else. But in my mind, because my coach told me, you got to be 10 times better. So I worked 10 times harder because I would refuse to sit on the bench. I don't care what I was going to do. Right. So I don't know, should we tell our kids that today, that they should be 10 times better, work harder? Maybe it don't matter. But I do believe we got some kids that you saw up on this day that had the potential to be ten times. Y'all better hear me today. Amen. Amen. Now let me give you a side note before I go back to our text uh, in chapter 10, and I'm almost done. On the way back to this text, I want you to see in chapter 6, Daniel was so distinguished in his duties that he outshined all the other leaders in the king's court. And the king decided to put Daniel over all the governors in his kingdom. Now, you know when that happened, that ten times better, you get at the top of the ladder, everybody else is going to be jealous. Amen. Amen. Jealousy set in with the other folk, and they was kind of jealous because one of Daniel's youth, he wasn't an old dude, he was still a young guy. Young folk ain't supposed to advance too fast. They just don't know. So therefore we hold them back because of their youth. And then they was upset because of Daniel raised. He wasn't no Babylonian. And the kingdom brought him here and put him over all of us. So now they say we got to do something about that. So they decided, hey, look, we know one thing about Daniel. He's not going to violate anything that pertained to his God. So we can't go out there and try to trick him with all kinds of stuff. Let's let the king put a decree in effect that nobody could pray for the next 30 days but until the king. They knew that once that happened, Daniel would not follow that decree, even though his life may have depended on it. So they tricked the king because the king found favor with Daniel. He liked Daniel, so they tricked him and he signed that decree. And once you sign a decree in the Babylonian system, then it could not be revoked. So once he signed that Daniel found out about it and Daniel did not stop praying. He did not stop doing what he was supposed to do to his God so many times a day. He faced to Jerusalem and prayed to his God. The penalty for that was that Daniel would have to end up in the lion's den. And guess what? That night the king who said to Daniel, may your God whom you serve faithfully, rescue you. That same king, in chapter 6, verse 18 says, the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting and refused his usual entertainment. That's why I say y'all can fast some entertainment too. Can I get amen? Don't y'all sit here and try to play me like y'all ain't got entertainment in y'all life. Amen. So if the king can pass some entertainment, I'm not gonna put the football game out there as entertainment. I know some of y'all say, Pastor, you just, you done lost your mind. But that would be a test. That would be a serious fast for some of y'all Ravens fans. Amen. Some of y'all Chiefs fans. Yeah. Say, the Lord done told me to fast some entertainment. And I ain't even watching the game. That's what fast is about. A little suffering. Yeah. Now, I, I wish somebody would accept the challenge today. On that just so, that's something simple. Just three hours. Let's go take a nap for three hours. Three hours? Don't watch the game. Three? three hours. Is, is, it, is, that a, is God asking? No, nah, okay, okay. <laughs> but the Bible says the king refused his usual. Entertainment. Now you know what your usual entertainment is. Amen. Say everybody, everybody say amen. Because y'all will sit here and make me believe that y'all ain't got no entertainment in y'all life and y'all got some usual entertainment. Amen. And so for 21 days, you may need to cut back on some of your entertainment along with eating your water, drinking water and, and eating your vegetables. Amen. amen. And the Bible says he could get, he could not sleep at all that night. All because he had done got tricked into putting Daniel in the lion's Daniel had a, um, made an impression on this king. Yeah. And Daniel was the one brought into captivity. But now he got the king of the most powerful nation in the world. Yeah. Praying for. Y'all better hear me. I'm talking about someone who can transform a situation instead of conforming to a situation. And y'all know the rest of the story. The next day, the king run down there looking for Daniel. Daniel sitting over there, you know, smiling. Man, an angel came down last night and shut that lion's mouth. Y'all got to go back and read that. So in our text, in chapter 10, we find Daniel recording a time where he went into an extended period of fasting and praying when he had received a vision that his people would experience great suffering and hardship in the years ahead. But he was believing that the Lord would watch over them and ultimately deliver them from their affliction. Most of you, if you read Daniel, you kind of have to go back and read the book of Nehemiah and those other books that talk about what was happening back in Jerusalem when the walls had been torn down and how the people was living in an oppressed state. And that's why Nehemiah wanted to go back and rebuild the wall. Daniel kind of saw all these things happening, how the people were going to struggle, how they were going to be in a, a terrible situation. And he said, okay, because I got a vision of this happening, I want to make sure that I do my part. I'm not there with them, but I can at least fast and pray. You know, that's what you can do for situations around the world today. You don't have to be in the situation, but you can pray and fast for yeah. God to move in that So this is what he said in verse 1 to 3, and I'll take my seat. He says, in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus, a Persian. You know, the Babylonians have been kind of ran overtaken. New king on board. Daniel was about 80 or something years old. Some say he wasn't a young guy no more. So he had been in charge of things for a long time. New king come on the scene. Daniel still got favor. He says, Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, had a vision. He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future. Times of war and great hardship. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been mourning for three whole weeks. In other words, I didn't just get this vision and take it lightly, but I believed that what I was seeing, God was going to bring the pass. So what I did, I went into mourning for three whole Week. weeks. How many days is that? Are we in agreement that we're finna do something for 20? Three whole, not 19 days, not 20 days, uh-huh. but three whole. I ain't hardly hear nobody say whole weeks. Can we shout whole weeks? Then let's say three, three. Whole, whole weeks. Week. So when you start getting weak, you got to repeat that. Three, three whole. Because your flesh ain't going to want to play with you after about three or four days. You're going to have to say, flesh, three Week. whole weeks. All right, y'all, somehow, some of y'all sitting there thinking I'm playing. Y'all just wait till day four. going to hear my voice saying, three whole So he said three whole weeks, then the last thing he said, all that time, I had eaten no rich food. No meat or wine crossed my lips. I think in hours we are gonna allow you to eat fish, if you eat fish, I think when they show you the list, you be eat some fish, but if you don't wanna eat fish, you know, you ain't gotta do that, you good with just vegetables and. And I used no fragrant, Lotion, until <laughs> you know when I looked that up and I'm done. Some say Daniel may have just kind of went through that sackcloth and ashes thing, where he didn't even take a bath for three weeks. It don't say that was some commentary put that in there. He just said he didn't put on no fragrant lotion. Okay, so that means that you know you can do you can do without your fragrant lotion. Hey Amen. Hey Amen. I mean I'm not talking about you got lotion. Keep your skin from chapping up in the winter and stuff like that. I'm talking about you you can do one day without your fragrance stuff that you spray all over you. Okay. <laughs> you can do for that day. that. Fol- folk around you ain't they ain't gonna know. They won't even know. They're so conditioned to you smelling a certain kind of way that they're gonna think you smelling that way anyway. They went, unless unless you go in there broadcasting, I didn't put on no cologne today. I ain't got no deodorant on, so don't come around me. No, you just keep your mouth shut, drink your water, eat your vegetables, get up and go to work, and I guarantee you, nobody will know. No. Anthony, you weren't supposed to say that. You supposed to say, "Amen, Pastor." <laughs> there, <don't> no. <know. laughs> so I'll let you judge that part. I'm not concerned whether or not you put on your fragrance lotion or not. You know, that's up to you. Amen. I am. Not, Pastor Bolden is not advocating you not taking a shower either. I, that, ain't, that, that ain't what I'm saying. I ain't saying that. That Anthony may be interpreting that way over there, but that's not what Pastor Bolden is saying. Amen. You're not a special operator. You're not finna go behind enemy lines where you need to smell bad. Amen. Amen. So you can blend in with the terrain that you're in. You don't want to go over there smelling all good and the enemy smell you out. You gotta smell like the terrain. But right now, vegetables and water. And we can be in agreement. Is that all right? Can I get somebody to shout vegetables and water? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. All right. All right. All right. All right. Amen. With every head bound, every eye closed, we thank God for his word today. I hope you got something out. If nothing else, I would encourage you to go back and look and see other passages of scripture where people fasted in the Bible and, and the things that God did in the lives of people who would set aside those meals and those things to make a sacrifice to get a better relationship with God. I believe he will bless you for your obedience. Every head bow, never eye closed.